0: Welcome to the Ghost News Sports Podcast. I'm sports editor Greg Keim, and with me in the studio today is sports reporter Austin Huff. Austin, it's been a kind of a busy week here with some things going on here.
1: Yeah, a lot of local announcements related yeah. to the COVID 19 pandemic, and uh, it's yeah. yeah, your your guess probably, is as good as mine. Probably the
0: biggest one was Concord's announcement that came out either late Friday afternoon or early, early. Saturday morning. One of the two, I'm mm-hmm. not sure when when it was. Yeah. That they're suspending football practice and out workouts for this week after a coach tested positive for the COVID 19 virus.
1: Right, and they didn't specify obviously which coach had it. No, in fact, they
0: even they even said in the press line. Right. Release. We will not name the coach. Right, which, which is fine. Respect people's privacy yeah. and
1: things like that. Uh, biggest takeaway, I think, for me from that press release was that no players were considered at risk. Right. For it, um, given the social distancing protocols were in place, uh, this coach was able to maintain his social distance from the players and uh, was not in a high risk con- right. ta- contact. High, yeah, something like that. High risk that- contact tracing, whatever.
0: That was the one thing I learned from this, what they mean by high-risk contact. They consider Mm -hmm. that anybody within six feet of a person for more than 15 minutes at a time that
1: has been tested positive for the virus. Right. So, And with how most practices are being structured right now, most players you know, are in smaller groups, so they're not really near the coach. There's no huddling up. There's no sitting there diagramming plays, everyone together for 15, 20 minutes looking at stuff. So um, they were able to determine that none of the players were at high risk category, which is good because if a player had been, that means Concord wasn't following the protocols and then that would have been a whole other mess, Right. (laughs) you know, to kind of untangle. Um, but. Yeah, so they are. They're not going to practice this week, and I, I you totally just the ad- football team. Just football team, right? right every other every other team at Concord is okay to play at least, you know, because there hasn't been a positive test. Right. So, and um, I did
0: when I talked to uh, Dave Preham Saturday about this announcement. He did say that first and foremost, their concern is the health and safety of the players, right. the coaching staff, their families. So they're 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 handling it right.
1: Right, that's good. I mean, like, and I think a lot of people. Know that, like you know, they're all conscious of like, hey, we got to make sure everyone's safe. You know, this is not something to mess with. We've seen people obviously right. get it. A lot of this is a death toll just reached over 140,000 in this country this past weekend. So obviously, it's a very serious thing, and you don't want to risk kids getting sick or people dying potentially. You know, heaven forbid, um, because of this virus. So yeah. it is. It's tough because you want you want them to play football and. And you want to see the kids get ready for a season, and and you know there's a lot of smiles at at sporting practices the last couple weeks that I've been to, just people happy to be out, and you know, I, but obviously safety first, health first, right. you know, don't don't run that risk. So, oh. so it's a uh, fun fun a week, oh. third week now. Uh, one, yeah, one of the yeah. other things.
0: Uh, shortly after I saw the announcement on Facebook from Concord, I saw a message pop up from a parent of a basketball player mm-hmm. saying. Well, what about the basketball team? Because they've been doing workouts with the football team, mm-hmm. but they determined that again, also like the uh, the football players, nobody had high risk contact with mm-hmm. this coach right. from the, the basketball team. So the yeah. basketball team's continuing on with their workout schedule this week.
1: Right, and it's usually just only like only the football coaches I think are at have to quarantine right now. Like the rest of the football coaches at Concord are kind of quarantining this week and staying isolated and yeah because they were obviously in contact they would have more of the the
0: high risk they'd be at more at the high risk to have the high risk contact right with this coach
1: right and um you know among other obviously they are they are stopped this week for involuntary reasons i guess um but i saw also on twitter uh last night or two nights ago that elkhart boys basketball is not practicing for the next two weeks i think that was just a a choice by Kyle Sears there to just say, hey, given the safety of everyone, like, let's mm-hmm. is not, you know, basketball, those summer workouts, you know, they're, they're important, but they're not important in the sense like they have to get ready for a season that's coming up, you know, right. that's just more to get conditioning and be in the, in the court, you know, in the, in the gym playing and things like that. So they are not doing their last two weeks here of, of summer workouts that they can do. So, I mean, that's, and I respect that. Obviously, that's a smart, I think it's a smart yeah. decision. I was surprised that winter sports were even allowed to have any time during the summer. I, I thought maybe that there could have been some provisions in place where, you know, only fall sports were getting ready to go right now just to be safe yeah. for, you know, COVID reasons, less people on campus, whatever, things like that. But I understand, you know, basketball teams still wanted to get out there, obviously, and, this is not after all I know you, you play I basketball know, in the I, summertime. I'm aware of where I've lived the last two years all right you play basketball and it's six feet of snow on the ground, so you know hey. just saying I'm just saying
0: so i I remember many a time, many a days in the wintertime in elementary school shoveling snow off the basketball courts so <laughs> we could shoot baskets in December and January' Just so. saying
1: it's it's a it's a basketball state it, I mean, is. it still is so yeah, but uh so obviously. This all kind of comes back to now um, the high schools staying in Phase 1 in the area in Elkhart County. They they could move into Phase 2, technically, starting this past Monday. But Elkhart County health officials said, we recommend staying in Phase 1. Right. Every Elkhart County school, I believe, followed suit. Uh, they announced it at one point or another. I know Goshen officially announced it over the weekend and uh, things like that. So... And I saw some other schools, too, not in Elkhart County, announced they're staying in Phase 1. Fremont, I know, announced they were going to stay in their Phase Mm 1 things. I know a lot of Indianapolis schools are still determining if they want to do Phase 1, Phase 2 right now. I think Lakeland moved into Phase 2 along with Westview, but they are still doing some Phase 1 elements. Like, I'm not sure if they're opening up locker rooms as much or weight rooms. Uh, It's... It's obviously I'll just a wait and see game. It is. And and you have to kind of judge day by day, week by week, and and go from there. And so as of now though, Elkhart County schools will be in phase one until August third. Um, which sounds not great, but they're not really losing a ton in the sense that phase two and phase one, there there are some differences in terms of scrimmaging, you know, weight room usage, things like that, but it's not like you know, Elkhart schools are two weeks behind in terms of, like, playing games. Like, the target date is still to be ready to go for games on August 15th. Right. So, August 3rd August, is the is – uh, Yeah,
0: yeah that's a f- for sports other than golf and football.
1: Right. August 3rd is, is the, the de facto, like, we can do a first official practices, I guess. Like, right, right. now, it's still technically, like, summer workouts, like, not official practicing right. per se – uh, August third is the key date now, where we look at where uh, that is. If, the, if Elkhart County is not safe enough for health officials to move into phase two by August third, then we're then we're talking about canceling games, moving schedules back, postponing things yeah. or whatever. Like that's so we got we got we got twelve days from this the time of this recording to figure our stuff out and. Uh, well, Go from there. I, so. I think
0: those decisions are going to be made by people a little bit higher pay grade than ours,
1: Austin. Yeah, I'm aware. I, I am. I am totally comfortable with uh, not having to make any decisions right now and just yeah. writing about the decisions right. and then asking people why it was a good or a bad decision. So the big safe. thing.
0: The big thing that scared me last week about fall sports is when ISMA announced that they were canceling the state band contests. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about something that's going to take place in October and November. Mm-hmm. And here is July, and they're already canceling that because they're afraid of the coronavirus.
1: Right. And I think, you know, that that obviously is a, a red red flag or a, a sign that maybe where this is going. But also, I think um, with band, it's a little different because you do have a lot more kids that are in one space and a lot more parents that go into, you know, the one space for an event like that you know you yeah. can pull 15 20 schools and you're coming from every different corner of the state you know usually you're not you don't see like a like Concord versus Goshen one-on-one in band you know what I mean like you don't that could be a little easier to do where like these big band invites you know or 20 25 schools yeah you know so it, it's a little different and I understand why they canceled it now just because those are big crowds and a lot of kids, and not much social distancing would be able to go into place where, you know, uh, other sports like you know even football to an extent. Obviously, the game being played, a lot of kids are on each other and sweating and spitting and things like that. But oh, you you can't spit in sports anymore. I know. Well, at least in at least in MLB baseballs, but uh, uh, I still don't know how you're going to stop a baseball player from spitting. I don't know either. I guess just don't give them seeds or anything to chew. I guess, but. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I'm not, like, the band being canceled, like, it is concerning because, you know, the next logical thing to be canceled would be sports, but I'm not, I'm not sure if the band and the and the, and the sports have too much, like, oh, band canceled, therefore sports will be canceled. I think you could still yeah. do some sports and not do band, but definitely makes football less uh, appealing to do right now, so, yeah. especially yeah. since we're one month away officially. From first games kicking off. August 21st, supposed yeah, to be the that first is correct. First game day. So Yeah.
0: And uh, speaking of all the lines of football, I saw a proposal that the NFL has made to the Players Association now of dropping all the preseason games.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be I – think, I think that's probably going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if it did, uh, just for safety reasons, I guess. But I would assume that you'd have to make – Training camps longer. Wow, well, that's more that's, physical, right? To get guys that is ready. part of the
0: proposal. They're talking about going from 18 days of like training camp from up to or from up to from seven. Mm-hmm. And we're only going to have seven days after the last preseason game, but now they're talking about 18 days. Right. So I mean, so that we'll give them more time.
1: Right. Because like football is a game where you gotta, you know, you can do all the drills you want, but until you like get into a game. Simulation or game speed and hit someone, and are you know, it's a game where you got to play it at full speed to really get ready for a season, you know. So, but I think that's become that's been becoming less and
0: less in recent years because you see a lot of the veterans sit out most of the (laughs) preseason games anymore.
1: Well, they sit out the games, that's for sure, but they're probably going hard in the practices and scrimmages. Like, pretty much, you get to the point where I at this point, preseason games are really, I mean. A, to determine who makes the roster, like the 53, like who's going to make the cuts, right. and to get the owners a couple of extra games where they could sell tickets. You know, they're not big crowds, but it's still money brought in and concessions and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because I know the players had asked for two games in the new uh, you know, collective bargaining agreement. I think right. it was moved to two games because the owners want an 18-game regular season. That's going to go into effect, I think, next year, I believe. It's going to be interesting, um, but this is kind of like the test run, I guess, if preseason games right. totally matter or not. Well, no, I guess first couple of weeks if players are dropping, getting injured or not looking good, like, I guess we'll see. But Yeah, and sp- speaking of fans, I also
0: noticed that the New York Jets and the New York Giants mm-hmm. are not going to have fans at any of their home games until further notice.
1: Yep, and uh, I believe Rutgers University said the same thing as well. Because uh, they can't have groups of 500 or more assembling in New York right now, so right. that you know, obviously, I mean, Rutgers football is probably not affected by that too much, you know, given Ooh. they don't they don't draw any fans. So, hey, I'm just calling it how I see it. I mean, <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, I'm not surprised by that, I and mean, we've seen that locally too. South Bend schools have said, you know, they aren't going to have fans as of now right. uh, for if games happen. I know. Um, there's been talk in South Bend a proposal to delay the start of school till the end of August which would affect athletics as well that just came out last night Um, Indianapolis schools system has delayed as well the starting of school which might affect athletics I believe as well postpones athletics till August 29th which is second week after the second week of football you know no fans delaying school all these other things are all kind of coming together right now and I would assume sometime in the next seven to ten days, you know, we'll have all of our questions answered, yeah. hopefully. You know, and and if you yeah.
0: delay the start of the seasons, like football, especially in this part of the state, you're talking about some pretty possibility of some pretty rough weather in those last few games of the right. season. If you go a ways in the playoffs,
1: right? If you if you delay the season and don't start it and still play all nine games in the regular season and playoffs, you wouldn't end till December. Right. You know, obviously, any delaying of the season moves it into December because the, the season ends usually the weekend of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So, Thanksgiving, so, Friday, and Saturday. Right. Are so, so, it's going to delay into the December if you still play all nine right. regular season games. And then, you also have the problem, like
0: Nathan Dean, our guest from Jimtown last week, mentioned... You got to worry about is the venue going to be available? if right. you Continue on that pace.
1: Right. Yeah. You know? Because obviously, like Lucas Oil Stadium, like the Colts are going to take you know precedent top billing. You know, I, I don't know why they should. I guess, I I guess in terms for that at least um, for football, it shouldn't be too much of an issue, I would think, because they play Friday, Saturday, and the Colts you know play Sundays usually. So I would assume football could be okay regardless. Could but be. there are other venues like you know we talked like he was talking about you know like. Maybe the tennis venue for state is taken up that next weekend. You can't delay that, or the golf. You know, the golf course down in Carmel. You know, like maybe that's rented out or something. Or well, you gotta you gotta yeah. change you gotta change what days you reserve it for your tournaments. So it's it could be you know a lot of moving pieces that you don't even think about. Right. So volleyball too at you know at, at down in Muncie. It's just yeah. There's a lot of pieces you don't even think about. And, you know. Luckily he brought luckily Nathan brought him up last week you know some of those things yeah. like venues and moving things and sponsorships and TV even you know like you know so it's it is a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts I don't like I said I don't envy anybody making those decisions right now so and
0: uh, a lot of the lines of professional sports, Major League Baseball
1: is scheduled to start on Thursday. here we go, I guess <laughs> you know. Uh, Toronto, the Toronto Blue Jays won't be the Toronto Blue Jays this year, so that's fun. They can't be playing at Canada. Canada won't let them travel to it from the U.S. Right. So, which, hey man, I don't blame Canada. I guess, like you know, yeah. they're you know. So I guess there's been a lot of talk about. Um, well, the Blue Jays are going to have to play in an MLB park because I think minor league parks. I read somewhere that like the lighting systems aren't like MLB. Worthy, right. basically. I, and I heard
0: their first two possibilities were their their AAA uh, facility in Buffalo, New York, mm-hmm. and also their uh, spring training
1: facility down in Florida. Right, and obviously, you and know, both of them they said had problems. Right, so there's been talk about them splitting with the with the Pirates, right. and I don't even know how that would work. I mean, like if the Pirates and the Blue Jays are both scheduled to play a home game on the same day, to like. The Blue Jays play like at noon, and then the Pirates come in and play at six or seven.
0: Well, the Blue Jays play one inning, and then the Pirates come out and play their ending. And right. You just okay, keep so we'll, start, we'll start at
1: four. We'll, we'll start the game at four, so we have two concurrent games going on at the same right. time. That would be, you know, that would be fun. I would that pay would to be see confusing. that. I, I would pay to see that. I know I can't go to the park to see it, but I would pay pay like pay per view money to see that. I think that'd be fun. Um <laughs> Yeah, It'll so would be a little different. Try to keep score of on that one. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, I mean so I, I don't know where the Blue Jays are going to play. They got 3 days to figure it out. Um so well, they don't have a home Blue Jays are not scheduled to open until next week sometime. For a home game? Right. So they got time I guess to yeah, figure it out. Yeah, their first games but, are on the road. But so. still, I mean you'd like to probably have it figured out sooner rather than later. Well, yeah. So I mean because you got a lot of equipment to move and Right. Things of that and nature. Players, you gotta figure out where people are gonna stay at. I mean, I'm assuming they'll stay in a hotel in their home city, home, air quote city. Yeah. Um so the Pittsburgh Blue Jays. I'm doing I could see it. I mean, you know, uh I think that could work. I think it could. Uh you know, it would be funny if they put put him in like Williamsport, you know, just have him play at the little league field. That'd be great. Hey, they, the Cubs and the uh, the Cubs and the Pirates played the little league game there last year. Remember That's Sunday night true. baseball? They have a they have a facility set up. It's not like you got to worry about fans like right now. Like you could play at a smaller, you know, crowd size venue. So I'm yeah. just saying, I'm just saying it could work. So it could. That would be the most random place I think to put them. So yeah. how about Goshen? You think Goshen College could host them? Well, yeah. No fans, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Just saying, Yoder Sarge Yoder Field isn't being used right now. You yeah. know, I'm just saying, we could we could swing him in. We got they got the hotel over there. You know, we could stay in, keep them at the Fairfield. You know, and just right there. Like, we, let's make it work. I'm just saying. Why don't you uh, call the owner of the Blue Jays and suggest that to him? I'm gonna see. write a letter to Mar- Rob Manfred. Uh, hopefully, he gets it in time. So I think it'd be cool. Send him an email. That'll be quick. Email? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That sounds yeah. That sounds efficient. Yeah. So anyway. Baseball starts. Cubs are playing Friday night. They open with the Brewers. White Sox open with the Twins, both in Chicago. Um, I've determined the Cubs are going to go zero sixty, of course, after the first two scrimmage games against the White Sox. So, no reason to watch the Cubs. Uh, most of us can't watch them anyway because they're on Marquee Sports Network. Right. So, if you don't have uh, AT and T or Hulu Live, you're, uh, you know, SOL, I guess. So.
0: And they all. The only thing weirder to me than starting the baseball season in July mm-hmm. is going to be not being able to watch the Cubs.
1: I know. I, I think I'm going to try to have to convince my dad to get Hulu live TV. It's like 55 bucks a month. So, I don't know. We only need it for three months, you know, in theory. So, hopefully they uh, figure it out. And, uh, you know, by next year it will be on, like, Comcast and everywhere else. So, if but, they could get I a deal know. worked out. Yeah, I don't knows? I don't trust the Cubs to do that uh or Marquis Sports which is run by Sinclair. Uh so I don't trust them but you know, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, but no. I'm I I don't know. This is going to be a fun season, I think. Baseball, you know, obviously you're so used to 162 games, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Well, this year it's a sprint. So yeah, if you lose five games in a row, that might be it. I'm, I'm
0: wondering right now that you know I just thought of is you. You only have a sixty-game season. What if you go out and lose your first ten games?
1: Right, you're done. Are you get to
0: fire the manager right away, like well, they
1: d- like they do sometimes. Well, baseball apparently is going to have a trade deadline at the end of August. So, like, if you like start out like in a slump, like if you're batting two twenty, or if like you're on a bad team and you bat four fifty the first week and a half, you might get traded. Like. Which is crazy to think that they're going to trade people. Like, I, I don't even know how that's going to work with, like, yeah. COVID and social – like, you're bringing someone from the outside into your into your bubble of a team. Like, I, I just – man, I, I don't I'm know. i wonder are
0: you going to have to quarantine them for right, a while? Right, right.
1: Like, what do you do with that? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I have no idea. So, I, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if there were no trades just because of that because there's too many logistical things. Yeah. I mean, you saw, you saw a kind of similar thing with the NFL – where they didn't want to sign, you know, they didn't really sign as many people right away because they couldn't fly them in to get physicals, you know, or do a workout with them because that was right when COVID hit, when the free agency began. Yeah. So, I don't know.
0: It's kind yeah. of hard to do a physical on Zoom conferencing,
1: isn't it? <laughs> I would assume so. I, I'm not a doctor, but I would guess that's probably a little tricky. So, yeah. yeah. So, hopefully hopefully, um, hopefully, it's a fun MLB season. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know the first two Cubs games are on national television, I think, so that's nice. We'll be able to watch the first two. And uh, the next Yay. The, the next 58, we'll see, Sheila,
0: are you excited about the start of baseball? Oh, we got double two thumbs up from Sheila.
1: Yeah, she's she's all in on the Cubs, second All right. Or the White Sox, baby. The White Sox might be fun. White Sox might be White fun. White Sox could be
0: good. Have a yeah. good team this year. They got some good young players.
1: They're going to hit like 300 home runs this year, I got a feeling. But they're also going to strike out in 60 out. games. Uh-huh. 5 a game. Five a game.
0: We're going to have to start steroid testing then. Uh,
1: You know what? Maybe. Maybe. So Yeah. Well, um, you know, something kind of funny because I guess along with like hitting a lot of home runs, but we were talking about before we started, like, you know, how how will they honor or, you know, recognize stats from this season because it's so short. Like how we talked about if someone bats 400 this year, like somehow. How's that going to be looked at? Right. Is he considered the first 400 hitter in... You know 75 80 years uh, like, night, Ted Williams in
0: 1941 it's the
1: last one right so that's um, that's 75 or almost 80 years ago right yeah. my math is not good right now but that's it's close enough even even before I was born Austin A long time ago yes I'm aware so uh, but yeah I mean, you know, what if a guy does that? You know, it's going to be... Obviously, none of, like, the single season records will probably get broken in terms of, like, totals, right? Yeah. Like, home runs, hits, you Can't know, see that happening in the 60 games. Maybe hit by pitches for the Astros. I mean, I could still see that, the Astros taking the record. Um, I saw a story the other day about just, like, how it's really upsetting that fans can't boo the Astros now because... You know, there's no fans and the whole Astros cheating thing. Right. Like, like, I was really looking forward to booing the Astros. Now I can't. It's like, that's <laughs> unfortunate. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah. I hope it's a good season, man. I'm excited. And, you know, it's just nice that we're going to have pro sports to talk about again. You know, baseball starts this week. Basketball starts next week, along with hockey. You know, hopefully some high school sports get played. I mean, I, I'm yeah. not holding my breath on that, but hopefully some get played. And, uh yeah. <laughs> it's been hard doing a sports podcast with no sports to talk about for a couple of months. But I feel like we've survived, and now we hopefully will be rewarded with a really yeah. fun August, September, October. So. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't, uh, back on our local note now, I had a very interesting conversation the other day with a former Fairfield Falcon tennis player, Emily Mast, mm-hmm. who just finished up her career at Grace College down in Winona Lake. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting. She told me she had to... Swallow her pride a little bit. <laughs> because at first, coming out of high school, she decided to go play tennis at the University of Toledo. She wanted to play Division I tennis. Mm-hmm. Got there, played the first semester, then got redshirted her second semester and decided, this isn't for me. Because she said, and like Bratson Yoder told me about football down at William Mary, This is a job Mm -hmm. at the Division I level. She said, I I wanted more time for my studies. She said, I wanted more time for relationships with family and friends, you know, things like that. So she said, I had to swallow my pride a little bit and call up the Grace coach, (laughs) who ironically was not the coach that recruited her, but his twin brother.
1: Really? Yeah. That's funny.
0: Scott Moore was the coach when he recruited Emily. And then he moved over to the basketball program and his twin brother, Marcus Moore, took over for him. Wow. Fortunately, she she knew Marcus because he had been an assistant. Right. And she called him up and she said, I don't know if you remember me or not, but she said, I turned you guys down to go to Toledo. She said, I'm thinking about coming back. Said, do you remember me? And the coach's first words were, of course I remember you. (laughs) So she was welcomed pretty much with open arms down there at Grace. That's pretty cool. And... Ended up having a, fast, a fabulous career down there. She ended up winning 35 singles matches right. in her three-year career, which is like sixth on the all-time grace mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she said she has no regrets about going to Toledo because she said if I didn't try it at least at the D1 level, she said I'd always have in the back of my mind what if what could I have done at that right. level. It's a what if. It's right. basically it's a, a what, what if. if. Yeah. Now she's got a what if. She said, what could I have done with that fourth year at Grace? Right. If I'd had, you know, she said, "Could I have set the uh, school record for singles wins?"
1: Right. I say. Right. Yeah. You know. Who knows? I mean, obviously, it's going to be, I, uh, you know, it's a what if, right? It's what they're right. for. You just say it, and yeah. But
0: one claim, one her one claim to fame at the NCAA Division One level, <laughs> she retired undefeated. Hey. She played in three matches, two singles matches and a doubles matches, and they won all three of those matches. She was just so, so good
1: for the division one level. She yeah. just was like, I can't I'm I don't need to prove myself here anymore. I'm just gonna go back to go back home and play. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a that's a flex right there, I'm just saying. So yeah.
0: and now she's out of school. She's graduated. She's, she's already got a teaching job teaching freshman English down at Whitco High School. That's cool. Her fiance, who she met at Grace, played baseball there, mm-hmm. is teaching at Tippecanoe Valley High School. That's cool. So they both have jobs already.
1: Teacher salary. I'm sure they're living in a five-star, you know, house. So. Yeah. <laughs> and now
0: she said she has time this year because her younger sister, Morgan, still has two more years to play at Grace. Mm-hmm. And her younger brother, Joel... Just graduated from West Noble and is going to be playing up at Spring Harbor. Yeah, Joel, so, Joel Mast, yeah. She's got two siblings she said I can go watch now. That's exciting. Plus, and she said eventually she'd like to get into coaching. She's already exploring some opportunities there, either at the, possibly at the high school level, or she even said giving individual lessons to high school kids.
1: Hmm. That's pretty cool. That's so, pretty cool. So, yeah, pretty awesome career for her, obviously, and... Did a lot. Of, was very successful at Grace, and, and now she gets to hopefully pass that knowledge on. I mean, obviously she was a D- Division One talented player, so she, you know, has the talent. Hopefully she could become a coach or a teacher like that. And sounds pretty cool. I think. So. Yeah.
0: Well her junior year at Fairfield, she went twenty four and two, mm-hmm. and won the sectional, regional, and semi state individual titles.
1: Yeah, so she got to go down to state, which is pretty cool. Got to go to state. yes. so we had we had a couple individuals. I know we had the the West Oval doubles girls two years ago down the state as well. So, yeah. pretty cool that you know some some success here locally at least individual girls tennis success right. along with you've seen other programs in the area too like Concord do well as well. So, yeah, yeah. so it's pretty cool. It's and, pretty cool uh, stuff.
0: I don't know if you want to bring up the fact about the uh, the SWAC conference. Announced yeah. last night about yeah. college football.
1: This kind of relates back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast a little bit with the SWAC announcing that you know they are canceling fall sports and they have actually outlined a plan to do football in the spring. Uh, seven games they would play, six conference games, one non-conference game. Uh, they would do a seven-week training camp starting in early January, and then the first games would be played either last weekend of February or first weekend of March, just depending on how the calendar falls. Um, and you'd play, you know, seven games. So the season would be done by the end of April, first weekend of May at the latest. Um, obviously, you know, that sounds great. Um, if they could do it, it would be tricky, I think, because if they move football to the spring, you obviously at least, like... If you move high school football to the spring, like you saw California do this past week, the top high school players might not play because they want to get ready for college, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that affects Notre Dame. Tyler Buchner is their top quarterback recruit playing in California. Now his season won't be till January. He was set to enroll it at Notre Dame in January. So he's going to have to make a decision early enroll at Notre Dame or play a senior year of high school. And then for the college level, it's do you go into the NFL draft? Do you play your senior season or do you just go to the NFL draft if right. you're a top-end player yeah. if football is moved to the spring, like, universally? So it's going to be interesting. I think there's a lot of factors to weigh for a lot of those kids. And, you know, I would assume having more game film is better than, you know, running the 40-yard dash or, you know, doing a pro day, you mm-hmm. know. But, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe there's a loophole too where, like, the best college players could play their first five, six games of the season and then get drafted and they have to go to the NFL after that. Or maybe the NFL teams will let them finish out their college season to keep on playing games, to, you know, to get ready yeah. for the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of things that would go into that, especially if they moved the higher end, you know, like the Big Ten and the Pac-12, like all of them, like right. the Power Five schools moved, you know.
0: And I don't, I don't know what the NCAA regulations would say about that, but... Technically, do you become a pro when you get drafted? Or I don't, do you not a pro until you get signed? I think
1: it's until you get signed. I'm not sure, though, because, like, I think if you – well, I know in basketball it's different now because in basketball you could enter the NBA draft process and, like, if you don't think you're going to get drafted, you can go back to college. Where I think if you enter right. the NFL draft process, like, you're there. Like, you can't go back, I think. For college football, you don't see guys going through the draft process, pull their name, and out. then pull their yeah. name out. We see in the NBA, you can do that now. You can go back to college, so maybe the NCAA makes a one-year, you know, provision or whatever, saying, "Hey, like this year obviously is different. Like, yeah, you can go enter the NFL. You can enter your name into the NFL draft. If you get drafted, you can either a leave your teammates and sign like right away." Or B, play the rest of your season out, and the NFL could like work it out, I guess, to where yeah. the players don't come into training camps till June or July for them. I, I don't know. There's this, so many things. You don't this, even, yeah. this
0: is a possibility you probably never even thought of, but I bet the NCAA has got a rule involving it, covering it. Yeah. And there are millions and millions of pages of sports I'm, rules at that I'm, level.
1: If I had uh, the time of day to read the entire NCAA rules handbook, man whew, that'd be awesome, but I don't, so, yeah, I don't know, it's, (laughs) there are so many things that just have to be figured out if, if you move football to the spring, uh, it's yeah. See, I, I, think I don't even it, want to think about it. It's such a headache.
0: I think it's got to be an all or nothing thing. I mean, yeah. I don't think you'd have this conference saying, "Well, we're going to play our games in the spring." No. And the other schools right. playing in the fall.
1: Right. You can't play SEC football in the in the fall and have the Pac-12 playing in the spring. You're right. going to have to have one con- coherent, coherent, sure uh, season where like everyone's yeah. on the same page. Yeah, it's got to be all or nothing. Because then how do you? There's, then if, 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 if you have separate conferences playing, like, whether in the fall or the spring, then you can't play bowl games. You can't do the playoff. You can't do Correct. any of the postseason things. There's just no way. Because, like, obviously, it's, you know, how can you evaluate anything for a bowl game? You, you know, if a college team plays their, in the fall and then waits for spring teams to play their seasons before playing bowl games, like, are they going to have six months off before they play yeah. a bowl game in June? Like, you know what I mean? So it has to be all or nothing. So at this point, uh, at least. So, yeah. Whew. Greg, it's about to get fun. Right. Yes. It's about to get fun. About to. So. All right, Austin. Anything else? I'm uh, good. I'm okay. good. I need to take a mental break after thinking about all the loops and okay. jumps and, and. I have that. my
0: I have my baseball trivia since the uh, season starting Wednesday here, and this is kind of a, do, a double-edged sword because it. I feel good about this in one way, and I feel kind of bad about it in the other way. Mm-hmm. On this date in 1997, mm-hmm. Greg Maddox of the Atlanta Braves, which yeah. is kind of a sour note, used 76 pitches in a complete game win, 4 or, nothing, four or one win over the Chicago Cubs that
1: day. It's, it's unbelievable. And out
0: of, the 13, out of the 76 pitches he threw,
1: 13 of them were balls. He was an animal, man. He was a one of a kind pitcher. When everyone was trying to throw fast, and you know, he was just out there throwing ninety miles an it's, hour. It shows
0: you what control can do, yeah, for
1: a guy. I I, to-
0: I loved his quote when they were talking about the uh, the cheating scandal involving the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. And they said, "What do you think?" And he said, "I could go out there in the mound, stand out there, tell you it's going to be a fastball low on the outside corner of the plate." And he said, you still aren't going to be able to hit it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, you saw mm-hmm. kind of uh, a similar game last year out of Kyle Hendricks for the Cubs. He threw like an 87-pitch complete game. Right. So, and that was like people were like, oh, it's like a Greg Maddox game. And it's just, just mind-boggling because you, you, you see pitch counts, you know, go up like crazy. Guys throwing 20, 30 pitches an inning, and here's Greg Maddox. 76, 76 for the whole com- game. In a complete game. For the whole yeah. game. It's just unbelievable. Not even – not less than 10 pitches per inning. That's crazy. That it's unheard of almost nowadays.
0: Well, and it's unheard of, too, to throw 76 pitches and have 66 of them be strikes. Yeah,
1: it's unbelievable. He's, so. he's a Hall of Famer for a reason, man. Oh. He's, he's a legend. So. He is. So, All
0: right, folks, that will wrap up another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast and tune in next week for another edition.